0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Calmly Create Wealth podcast. My yeah. name is Marcel Merritt, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. Today on the podcast, we'll talk about gold and the Century Precious Metals Fund with the lead portfolio manager, John Case. For those that don't know, John joined Century in 2012 and has more than 15 years of financial industry experience. So he's very knowledgeable in the space, and he's experienced and managed through a few gold cycles in the past. Most recent testament to his approach is a fantastic one-year return for the Century Precious Metals Fund. The fund was up more than 60% and was first decile relative to its peers in the Precious Metals category. John also manages the Century Resource Opportunities class, which invests in resources with an overweight to commodities, lever to the electrification of Asia and the electrification of mobile transportation. So for those investors looking for exposure to lithium, cobalt, graphite and related commodities, that is the mandate for you. Now, moving on to gold, questions for John. John, what were your expectations for
1: gold and real yields at the start of the year and how has it evolved? Hey, Marcel, Um, yeah, so, as we enter 2021, you know, our expectation was for real yields to stay quite negative for a protracted period of time. And I think there's there's a few things driving that outlook, right? We had the, the Fed's commitment to to stay at zero for an indefinite period of time, anchoring that front of the curve, so keeping kind of short-term rates at zero. And then you had these expansionary uh, fiscal policies was coming down the road uh, in the US that they would kind of reaccelerate uh, inflation. So the combination of those two would, would be expected to kind of push uh, real yields lower. Um, particularly at the front end of the curve. And that that's, it tends to be, uh, you know, gold positive, And then we've seen kind of three or four variables really drive gold price. But uh, over the last, you know, five, 10 years, and, and really the, the dominant one has been the direction of real yields. So now that, that was our expectation, lower real yields, lower for longer, uh, supporting gold price.
0: That's great. Thanks, John. Next question. Where do you see the price of gold in the second half of 2021 and onward?
1: Yeah, so, you know, our, our views largely played out as expected. I think what we didn't expect was for these higher inflation break-evens to also really pressure real yields higher. So investors are sort of, uh, you know, they're they're playing a game of chicken with the Fed. And, and, you, and you can see that, you know, in uh, the prices for, you know, fixed income ser- securities, you can see they're starting to price in uh, a Fed hiking cycle. So, you know, and part of that, that, that's really been driven by this optimism around these growth tailwinds and the expectation that you know, that you're going to have sort of this takeoff growth, uh, economic re- re- reopening and fiscal tailwind. That's, that's sort of going to, you know, undo a lot of, a lot of the malaise we've seen and really uh, give us sort of, you know, a kind of takeoff velocity. that's going to force the Fed off zero. So, you know, I think that the momentum right now is, is so far behind that view that, you know, barring some negative COVID news, I think it's, it's going to be tough to derail that negative in the, in the short Time frame, kind of calling it like one or two quarters. So I think, you know, I think it's it's probably unrealistic to expect gold to sort of uh, to take off quite yet. You know, I think it's it's more realistic that it's going to trade in a range until there's identifiable identifiable catalyst to kind of reverse some of the outflows we've seen in the space that are that are obviously rotating into more you know cyclically sensitive parts of the economy. I do see an asymmetric setup for gold later in the year, though. Um, you know, I think, you know, gold, first of all, should find support somewhere around where we are now as, as yields have kind of are upper kind of 1.7% right now on, on us 10s nominals. Um, you know, I think there's probably a ceiling there around 10, 2%. Over the last 12 years, the fed has been at a fed funds target rate over 2% for only three quarters, three quarters at 12 years. And during those quarters, the unemployment rate was at the lowest it's been in 30 years. Right. So, you got a real high bar to get anywhere close to that on at least on the short end of the curve Um, this cycle the feds telling everyone that's listening that prior tightening cycles were a mistake and that they are are more than happy to fall behind the curve this time around you know low unemployment last time really failed to produce the wage gains that that the fed wanted to see and they're signaling that they're not going to move until about that that comes to be Um, so you know I think that that's all that's all gold positive, but but right now the market doesn't. That's not what the market's expecting, so I don't think we're going to see the runaway inflation. You're going to see inflation is transitory, not structural. It's pandemic induced. I don't see this forcing the Fed to tighten, and I think when investor interest will will start to rise again once once people see that you know the Fed's behind the curve and and they're they're not uh, they're not blinking right. They're they're happy to see you know, inflation over two, two and a half. Um, and that, that's not going to cause them to move. And that's certainly what they're telegraphing. So, you know, I think by Q4, people will start to come around to that view and some enthusiasm for gold will we'll pick back up and, and and we'll put a bottom in this, what I think is more of a, like a cyclical sell-off rather than kind of a structural, you know, erosion of, of, of the gold narrative. But I think until then, it's, it's it's time to play defense in gold for the next couple of quarters. That's great, John. That's that's real, real good context. And and just
0: lastly, how is the Century Precious fund position, given your outlook framework? And can you share a few stock ideas and why you like them?
1: Sure. Uh, so given you, I look for a few quarters in that context, right, we're expecting flat range bound prices. Uh, we're trying to build a portfolio that's focused on uh, accomplishing a few things. The first thing is, is we're focused on names that have self-help. So names that don't require a higher gold price to drive the share price higher. Um, You know, one such name would be uh, K92 Mining, a large position in our fund. This is a low cost, high margin producer that's reinvesting their free cash flow that comes out of the mine back into two things. One is exploration and the other is a large expansion that will grow future cash flow, future profits. Um, The outcome of both of those uh, hold the potential to grow the value per share much, much higher. Right. So, so the gold price doesn't really affect our thesis. a you know, Flat gold price doesn't really impinge on the ability for this company to drive value per share higher um, so long as the company can execute on those two things which we think they will. Uh, the second name would be Artemis, also a top five uh, position in the fund um, you know, if you went to see our, our quarterly holdings. Um, Artemis Gold is a developer in Canada, um, kind of unique position for us because we don't invest in developers usually um, Do the kind of balance of risk reward. Uh the, the, the reward on this one's compelling though, right? But it's very rare that you see a valuation for a high quality company um, as depressed as it is for Artemis or, or have, have such a, a wide gap between what we think is value and share price. Um, you layer on the risk element. You know, this is a company that's got a track record of execution. And that's really the most important variable for a developer is, is getting through that construction period um, on time and on budget. Management's got a got a track record on project development, and you know we think as they execute over the next two and a half years, we think the share price, you know, as as they de-risk this asset, something we call risk transition, which as a company sort of advances from development into production, the share price re-rates higher as the discount rate investors ascribe to the company drops. So that's, that's the value proposition of holding a developer in, into production and you incur some risk on whether or not the company can, can properly execute on that. So we think they can, and we see value as kind of 13, $14 versus the $5 share price. Um, all we have to do is sit around and wait for two and a half years and, and, and we make, you know, what we, we expect to make 150% return on our investment over a few years. So that's the kind of opportunity that we're looking for. And a flat gold price doesn't really hold them back. Um, so those are, the, those are kind of two ideas um, that kind of fit into that self-help uh, category. Um, another category of names that we're looking to populate in the portfolio is low beta, high liquidity, given, given our outlook on the gold price for next two quarters. So, uh, you know, fitting into that category, I put royalty names. Um, you know, these are highly liquid, uh, high margin um, companies, low risk, lower beta. That would be around 15% of the portfolio at the moment. And lastly, you know, we want names in the portfolio with low operating leverage. So uh, very low cost, high margin, gives them less sensitivity to changes in gold price. Um, So lowers the volatility, at least the fundamental volatility. Uh, High cost producers, you know, are the names that that we want to avoid. Those are the names that tend to get beat up in periods when investment capital is scarce, which it seems like we're going into in the gold space right now. Even if the gold price is still high enough to generate free cash flow. You know, at these gold prices, you know the, the industry is, is as healthy as I've ever seen it. Right? I mean, almost all mining companies are making uh, free cash flow hands over fist at seventeen hundred dollar gold price. But even even with that being the case, when when capital is flowing out of the space, people don't care if they're generating free cash flow. So so the high cost guys will still see their shares de-rate, even though they have. Healthy businesses, so um, you know you tend to see that investor investor preference gravitate towards the highest quality names. You know when the tide's going out, Uh, and so you know we've gotten ahead of that and and allocated within our portfolio accordingly. That's
0: great, John. That's a great recap and positioning of your of your fund. Uh, So thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your bottom up insights. And for the listeners, if you want to know more about Century Precious Metals Fund and other Century funds, check out ca.com and join us next week for another update on Century Funds. Thank you and have a great day.
2: This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing.